Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? So today I was speaking, or I say speaking, I was part of a group of people who met together on Clubhouse. So the brilliant Gavin Ingham from the I Am 10 fame uh, is doing a challenge, nine days in nine rooms on Clubhouse. as a way of just understanding what this new platform is all about. So he invited me to come along and speak about high-performance habits or habits of high-performance leaders. So went on at 12 o'clock today and there was uh, about... I think about 10, 12 people on there at the time. So we just started talking about habits and leaders. And the first thing Gavin said to me was, Michael, what do you think we should, where should we start? What do you want to lead with? So I talked initially about the, because uh, we're talking about habits, we're talking about leadership. So I said, well, we could go down the neuroscience of habits about how we uh, can create uh, long-term habits. Uh, there needs to be a trigger. There needs to be uh, the habit itself and some form of reward. And we can look at why people do that, why they don't. I said, that's one way we could go down. The other thing we could also look at was this aspect of leadership. And I said that I think we often, having spent the last eight years or so developing leaders in a variety of industries, uh, highly regulated industries, one of the things that I see is there is this blur between what is leadership and what is management and there is a blur between what is a leader and what is a manager and so I said that well maybe we should explore the difference between the two because they are very different skills and whilst a good leader uh, probably needs to be uh, a a bit of a manager although it can get away with not a good manager doesn't necessarily need to be a leader um, but one who is good manager and a good leader is going to um, certainly uh, have a greater impact than either one of the other two on their own. So we talked about that. And then that prompted a number of definitions of leadership. Um, One from Steve McDermott, who uh, voted European Motivational Speaker three times, uh, who I interviewed on my podcast uh, on the profit, uh, peakperformanceproductivity.co a month or so ago. He talked about it being the transference of emotion which I thought was brilliant. And then Brad Burton, who is uh, the UK's leading motivational speaker, according to his bio, who set up a number of successful businesses, the main one being his networking business, which has done, uh, set the standard for business networking in the UK. And he said it's about making decisions. It's about being decisive. And he came up with this fantastic way of how he makes decisions. And there uh, are a number of things that uh, he does. The first thing he talked about is, well, let's have a look at this decision that we have to make. Um, what is most likely about what's going to happen? What is uh, the, the worst possible thing that could happen? What's the best possible thing that could happen? And they talk around what decisions they need to make along those lines. But what he said for himself is he has this like 20, the rule of 24. He, if he can't make a decision in 24 seconds, i.e. instantaneously, he leaves it for 24 minutes. If he can't make a decision in 24 minutes, he leaves it 24 hours. And if he can't make a decision in 24 hours, then it's probably not something that needs deciding on, and he leaves it. And so that, I thought, was just a really, really good way. Now, I'm just thinking back, what did he, does he say he leaves it? Or I think it actually gets into a deeper conversation. Um, so the thing about the Clubhouse, they don't record these conversations. So I'm just I'm recalling this from memory. But I think the 24, 24, 24 stuck with me really. It was really, really powerful. And I was impressed with that. And I thought, what a great 
what a great way of making decisions is, is, is if you can't put it off, if you can't make a decision now, just think about it and ponder. Because sometimes we need to process things before we make a decision. But there does come a point when you, make it, when you have to make a decision. And the other thing you said is that you make a decision and you do something. Now, this morning I was listening to um, Tom Bilyeu uh, interview uh, one of the founders of Netflix. And um, it was a really good interview. And he was talking about how people need to take their ideas. And he says, there's no such thing as a good idea. They're all bad ideas. But you don't know until you test it in the real world. And so he says, as soon as you get an idea, go and test it. So when he talked about setting up Netflix, originally it was going to be a DVD service. Because um, uh, this was back in the 90s when it, when it came out. So the first thing he did, within five minutes of him and I, his partner come up with an idea, they went into town, tried to buy a DVD, because it was new technology back then, he couldn't find one. So the closest they could get was a CD. So they posted a CD to his, his uh, partner, business partner's house. And then within 24 hours, they had a working model of what the business might look like and were able to sort of make decisions based on that. So he says having this decisive ability to make decisions and go and run with it is really powerful. So I got a lot out of Brad Burton's uh, input there. Then um, we got onto the subject of, unfortunately Brad had to go, but then we got onto the subject of leadership and of the ability to make decisions as that is a defining point of leadership. And then that drifted into the creation of the environment. So as a leader, you've got people who you are leading, but you don't have to make all the decisions. If you're making all the decisions and there's something wrong there. So we talked about the empowerment of an organization of people in an organization to make their own decisions and know that it's safe for them to maybe make mistakes because there's a growth mindset culture, although we didn't actually use that term today. So that was really interesting talking about leadership. But then we started drifting back onto the habits because we got talking about um, the behaviors of um, got talking about behaviors of an effective leader. And I went down the route, okay, well, let's, talk, let's look at what is the decision making behavior of leaders. So if you say to someone, just decide, well, what does that mean? What, what, if you're the leader and you're trying to get one of your team to just decide, what's the process they need to go through? Because there is a process, there is a behavior. And unless you say, if you say to someone, be decisive, well, what does that actually look like in the context with which they're operating? So getting clear what the behavior looks like so that you can then model it and positively reinforce it and hold people to account when they don't is really quite important. And so we had a long conversation around that. And then where it links to productivity is we kept coming back to what are the challenges that affect a leader's ability to make decisions. And we came up with, well, there is so much going on at the moment. People are reluctant to dive deep into things because of the need for the brain to store energy. So we, so this is, uh, I'm going to summarize what was a 15 minute conversation now. So uh, the brain, uh, the brain's main function is to keep us safe. The second function of the brain is to conserve energy so it can keep us safe. So it doesn't like doing things that are energy intensive. And one of those is thinking. So we have a default thinking mechanism which Daniel Kahneman called System 1. System 1 is the automatic response. It's the obvious. When you look at something, it's the first answer that comes to mind. If I say to you, the grass is, you're likely to say green because that is the immediate answer. The sky is, you're likely to say blue. London buses are you're likely to say red, because those are the easy answers. But there's a whole range of answers that those, those three statements could lead to, other than just the red, the blue, and the green. 
And so in order to get to those, you have to switch to a, a, a more deeper thinking mode, which requires energy. So we talked about how because we are faced with so much stuff, so much, um, so much stimulation from emails, from texts, from social media, all the variations of that, from adverts, from telephone calls, we are just bombarded all the time. With so much stimuli coming in, then, and the brain's desire not to commit energy because in case we need it for something else, we very rarely, or our natural tendency, is to be fairly superficial because that's what we're dealing with. And we're reluctant to dive deep in case it's the wrong thing or in case we get it wrong. And so we talked about that. And with that context, we started talking about the problems of email. We started talking about the problems of only focusing on the shallow and superficial. And actually, progress is made by taking time out to shut off the phone, shut off any stimulus, and just focus and deep dive into whatever it is you're doing. Of course, that then lends itself to the need of you being able to identify what it is that you need to focus on so you can dive deep and do something. And that's about making a decision about what is important and what you want to deep dive on so that you can get focused on it and really apply your effort to it. So it led back to this conversation about, well, being decisive. So the question that I'm going to ask you is, what's your decision-making process about what you do? How do you decide what is the thing that you apply your attention to first thing in the morning, last thing in the day, or during the day? Are you someone who gets an email and responds to it, and you think that is something that has that progressed your work? And you will feel good about that because you get a dopamine hit uh, when you've progressed something. Uh, you feel you've made some form of contribution to the day. Or are you someone who, um, who has a defined goal that you're currently working on? You've broken it down step by step and you know that this week you've got to achieve this milestone. And therefore, today you've got to do this so that tomorrow you can do that. And then by the end of the week, you've got that milestone in place. What is your decision-making process? Because we all have one whether we like it or not. Some of them are quite random. Some of them are very reactive. Some of them might be too dogmatic that only if this happens will I do anything. And that can be quite um, constraining. So what is your decision-making process? And does it shift according to different contexts? Because if we don't have that flexibility, a reactive-based decision-making process in an operational environment where you need to deal with the biggest threat and I use threat not in the military terms, but in the um, uh, challenge to whatever it is you're doing, um, is great. But in your, if you're in a more benign environment where you're thinking long-term and you're looking to the future, that doesn't serve the purpose very well. Similarly, if you are in an environment where you're, you're, you need to look long-term and consider the options long-term and look out two to three to four to five years, that decision-making criteria doesn't work when you're in the middle and you're in the thick of it and things are coming at you thick and fast. It doesn't work. And so having that decision-making process is really, really quite important. So it was a really interesting conversation and there was a lot of great contributions from all sorts of people about leadership, about productivity, about decision making, about behaviours, about them becoming habits. And so if you've, if you've got an iPhone, because it's only for iPhone users at the moment, and you want uh, some interest, get, invo- get someone who's on Clubhouse to invite you and um, get on there 
because it's a great platform at the moment. I'm just finding my way on it to listen to some really good conversations from some very clever people. So Brad Burton, for example, there's no way in a month of Sundays I could have got to someone of his quality by going by contacting his organization and going through his gatekeeper because they wouldn't let me in. But because I was in the same room as him and we had an exchange, we talked, uh, he followed me, I followed him. So now I've got that connection. Uh, so it's a really powerful way of meeting some really, really interesting people and connecting with people you may not otherwise be able to connect with. So there's uh, a mixed bag of ideas there. I talked to you about um, productivity, about decision making, about, the, uh, about what, what criteria you have for decision making. And if there's one thing to take away from this episode is to ask yourself, how do you make decisions? And are you decisive enough in the current context that you're working? If you're not, what needs to change so that you are able to focus your efforts in the most appropriate way? to get the most appropriate progress in these times that you find yourself in. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow.